Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Do you struggle with knowing exactly what you should be doing to move the needle forward in your business? And do you struggle with knowing what to focus on next? If so, if this sounds like you, I have two solutions for you. Number one is mastermind groups. There is so much power in getting people together and helping to solve each other's problems. At Eat Blog Talk, we have put together our own mastermind groups and we are hosting these weekly. You can join at any time. You can try it out for a month or you can sign up for a quarter or you can go all in and sign up for an entire year. Come join us, see if it's a great fit for you. And this will really help you to solve those problems you're having in your business and give you clarity about what you should be doing next to move your business forward. The next solution is the Eat Blog Talk membership. I have spent all of 2021 so far putting so much value inside of the membership. It is such a supportive and wonderful place to be for food bloggers. We are learning so much from each other. We are joining together in monthly intensive calls where we focus on very specific parts of food blogging in order to grow our businesses in massive ways. We also have guest experts come in and join us very regularly to talk about really specific parts of food blogging. And we get one-on-one access to these experts, such as Matt Mullen from Email Crush, Casey Marquis from MediaWise. So many great people are joining us in these sessions and they are super valuable. There are so many reasons why you should be in the membership. I could not even start touching on all of it. If you're tired of wandering around aimlessly in your business and not knowing what to focus on, Give the membership a try for free for two weeks. Go to eatblogtalk.com. You can sign up for the masterminds there and you can also start the process of getting into the membership for two weeks just to check it out. The rest of us can't wait to see you inside. What's up, food bloggers? Welcome to Eat Blog Talk. This podcast is for you, food bloggers wanting value and clarity to help you find greater success in your business. I have Justin Santon with me today from otherboard.com, and we're going to chat about Otherboard and how you can get help with analytics by using Otherboard. Justin is the creator of Otherboard, a content management system for WordPress site owners, which launched in 2021. He also started Zao, a WordPress agency in 2005. Justin uses his free time to beat his five kids at video games, cooking giant quantities of bacon and French toast on his Blackstone, helping make WordPress awesome, being on call for clients 24-7, all with his amazing wife, who is by far his better half, Melissa. Uh, Justin is also a big fan of DoorDash and dad jokes. Okay, before I even get to your fun fact, Justin, I have to ask, what is your best dad joke? And what is your favorite video game to play with your kids? Oh, my goodness. Put me on the spot. Okay, so funny fact about dad jokes. I love them so much that our Wi-Fi password at my home is actually a lame dad joke. Um, so now everybody's going to know our Wi-Fi password if you come over. Um, but our, our Wi-Fi password is my friend David lost his ID in Prague. That's the whole password. And then the punchline, which is not part of the password, is now we just call him Dov. 
Oh. Because because he lost his ID. I have to explain it to most people, so it can't be that oh, funny. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, but it's one of my favorites. <laughs> okay, that is perfect. And favorite video game to play with your kids? Oh, man, we... Boy, there's a few. They love playing Animal Crossing, which I had never heard of until a few friends of mine told me about it. But the kids are obsessed with it. Um, I can't get into it really, but my wife loves it. The one that I love playing with them and beating them at. Okay, well, two. Um, so the first one is Just Dance, which if, if you've never played Just Dance, um, you know, it's just a game that you play and you dance to music or whatever. That's basically it. Um, but it is so much fun and you sweat like crazy and you realize how out of shape or not you are. Um, and then the other one that I love because it just brings me back to my childhood is playing Mario Kart on the <gasps> Nintendo Switch. It's so oh my much gosh. fun. I love Mario. Were you a Nintendo Kids for Mario Brothers? Totally. Me totally. too. Yeah, that was my jam. My mom always tells a story. My best friend and I played that so much that in the middle of the night, she would actually wake up and hear the music like da 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 da. And so she would come into my room and be like, turn off Super Mario Brothers. And we were sound asleep. I was like, mom, oh you're you're hearing it in your sleep. So that's pretty bad. <laughs> that, I mean, that's, that's a lot. That's yeah, that's a lot of music that was probably floating around our house. Um, so fun. Well, on top of that, do you have an additional fun fact? I feel like that was like 10 fun facts in one. Oh, man, so many fun facts. Okay, so here's my fun fact for the day. Um, when I was growing up, I had the opportunity. Um, it didn't feel like an opportunity at the time, but it was to move with my twin brother when we were 14 years old to China for a year. Um, and so between 14 and 15, I lived in China for a year with my brother in a small, relatively small town. Um, it only had like a million people in it. And so it was, felt small relative to many other towns in China. Um, but we were like some of the only English speakers in the town. Um, and so that was how I spent my my 14 and 15, my freshman year of high school really uh, was in China in a little town called Chang'an. And it, was, uh, it wasn't fun at the time, but man, I'm so thankful for it now. Oh, isn't that funny how you look back and you're like, I was so mad about X, but now I'm so grateful for X. Did you learn Chinese? You had to have being one of the only English speakers. Uh, you know, just just enough. There were there were always those people who were learning English who would come up to us and, and want to practice their English. And so we would learn little bits of uh, Mandarin mostly. We didn't learn a ton of Cantonese. Um, and really just enough to like go to the restaurants and order the food that we liked. Like there was a little restaurant down the street from our apartment where we would order like chocolate waffles and orange juice almost every morning <laughs> so i can still i can't remember a ton but i can remember like how to haggle how to get a taxi how to order chocolate waffles and orange <laughs> juice. <laughs> really value really valuable things. the important things right chocolate and <laughs> sugar <laughs> to start your day yeah you're 14 years old i mean what else do you need absolutely i have a 14 year old in my house and that's all he wants is sugary <laughs> breakfasts and i just have i put this note on our fridge every morning for the past like week or two because he'll sneak into the fridge and eat all of the garbage before we're yes. even awake. So I have this note that says no sneaking food and he will crumple it up and get rid of it before I even wake up. So it doesn't really work. <laughs> I was going to ask how effective it was. Not at all, but I thought I'd at least give it a try. <laughs> oh, well, this has been fun. Now we need to talk about the reason you're here, Justin, which is Otherboard. I'm so excited about Otherboard. I was on Clubhouse the other day and a fellow food blogger mentioned, well, we were talking about like 
you know, content planning and all of the analytics we have to track and um, do, using Airtable to track all of our blog posts. And she came on stage and she was like, you guys, there's something coming that you you just have to hold out for. The rest of us were super intrigued. Then I think it was like two weeks later, you actually popped into the room. And I think you were like running after your kids or something and you were out of breath and you're like, hi, I'm so glad I got you guys. And um, but you were able to explain a little bit about Otherboard and piqued our interest. So I'm super excited to have this conversation. We want to hear all about it. You've talked about Otherboard kind of solving an exact pain point for content creators and food bloggers. So would you mind, Justin, just telling us what that pain point is and how you think food bloggers will benefit from Otherboard? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you really alluded to it um, a little bit already. And we've been working with food bloggers and content publishers for a long time. We started our agency back in 2005. So we've been we've been kind of in this space for a long time. And the pain points that keep on coming up over and over and over, especially with folks um, who aren't necessarily like hobbyists, but those who are really running businesses where their blog and, and their livelihoods are kind of centered around that content. The pain points that come up over and over and have for the last 15 plus years is that there are just so many things to track um, that it can really kind of be overwhelming. And so if you do get to the point as a business owner where you're tracking the things that you know you should track, um, there's a million different systems to do it. It might just be a spreadsheet or it might be Airtable or Asana or Trello or a million different things. Um, and they all work in some nice ways and they all don't work in other ways, right? And so um, a lot of the more modern tools like your ClickUps and your Airtables and things like that are kind of made um, and and rightly so to solve 100,000 different problems for 100,000 different kinds of people. Um, but there was nothing really built specifically for content publishers, specifically for bloggers and food bloggers and folks like that. Um, that would really do exactly uh, what people need it to do. So so a lot of times, a lot of our clients who have worked with things like Airtable, um, they'll say, hey, it's really powerful, it's really cool, um, but man, connecting to WordPress, I have to use Zapier or Zapier, depending on how you pronounce it, um, <laughs> and and I have to, have to do all these integrations, and then that costs more money, and then um, it doesn't work all the time, and if I don't do that, it's a really manual process, it's error prone, or I have to pay my VA to do it or whatever. And so that's a bummer. Um, and then not only do they have to bring their content in through those either kind of manual or error prone or expensive ways, um, they then have to bring in all these other content pieces in, right? So you have your your ad revenue RPMs, you have your social stats, you have your analytics, you have um, all these different data points, right? And so like really bringing them together in an automated and meaningful way that doesn't just you know, splash data in front of you, right? Because a lot of folks now have grown their businesses to the point where they may have um, developers contracted or even on staff that are that that can build like a, a spreadsheet or that can build a report or something like that. But even those, and that's really like the higher end of a lot of the folks we're serving. Even then, it's just kind of showing you data. It's not really telling you about it. It's not really being um, a good tool for your business. So that's why like even on the other board homepage, um, we have this whole section that kind of says 
There's this quick connection, auto population, and brilliant insights because those are the pain points that we've really noticed with folks that we serve is that it can take forever or it can be error prone or just really manual uh, to get connected with your site, to get connected with WordPress and really bring all the data in, all the content in, um, and then to populate it. Um, is again a very manual process um, and potentially error prone and then to actually get insights from it again very manual and uh, even difficult to know what insights are actionable or which ones are high priority and which ones are low priority um, that type of thing and so the the whole aim with other board um, and I won't I won't spend a whole lot of time on boring technical details because that's probably only fascinating to boring technical people like me um, but but the whole point of other board is to do all of this and in an automated way that stays in sync with your site um, at all times and, and connects to all these different data points um, that matter most to food bloggers and to content publishers. Wow, that sounds like a dream. So what exactly gets tracked? And is this a plugin that goes inside of WordPress? Really good questions. Um, so let me start with the last one because it's a shorter answer. Is it a plugin that goes inside of WordPress? No, it's not. Um, and we've seen uh, over the years, a lot of our clients have, have used different tools that have kind of scratched the surface of this problem, like CoSchedule or EditFlow or I think PublishPress. There's a, there's a bunch of WordPress plugins that um, kind of get mangled together to try to kind of solve this and live inside somebody's WordPress dashboard. Um, for us, we felt like that was not the right approach to solving this um, just because building a tool like this um, I'm a big believer in WordPress and it's what I've it's how I've been paying my bills for the last 15 years and and I really really like it it's just not really the right tool for this job um, and so it's not a plugin that lives inside WordPress um, that said it, it may eventually have like some small companion plugin if we need to uh, do some technical things to extend how WordPress works but but no it's not a plugin that lives inside WordPress it's um, like you'll go to otherboard.com, you'll log in and then boom, you'll have your own kind of other board um, instance there for you. Um, but what gets tracked? That's a super good question. And the list of things that we track is kind of endless. And I expect that it will be growing for probably years to come. Um, so the biggest thing that we track right now is obviously everything inside WordPress, so all of your content, your tags and categories, um, and even other things that we that we make available to folks like a lot of a lot of content publishers use like uh, Yoast SEO and things like that. So if you're using that we make a lot of that data available to you within other board um, so all of your content and all of your tags and categories and SEO data um, gets pulled into other board and stays in sync uh, in real time and so that's um, that's super fun. A lot of other things that we track too would include things like, um, of course, your search uh, analytics for your site. Most folks use Google Analytics, so that's the first one that we're starting with. Um, but there's other analytics packages that are getting more and more popular, some that really focus on on privacy and things like that. So we're we're looking into different analytics packages like that in the future. But um, Google, of course, is the big one. Um, the next kind of Google area that we integrate with uh, is Google Search Console. Lots of content publishers use Search Console to kind of track their, um, well, lots of stuff these days, their web vitals. Uh, they just came out with their uh, page user experience report. Um, and then, of course, uh, rankings and uh, results placements and things like that. Um, so we track all of that. 
Um, we're also, uh, and I, I think I mentioned this, I don't remember if it was on the clubhouse or not, um, but somebody was asking me a question about, um, you know, what's like the most surprising thing that has taken the longest to build that you weren't expecting when you first started this. Um, and without a doubt, it has been, um, like everybody uses uh, SEMrush or SEMrush, right, for for tracking keywords and things like that. And in talking to a lot of our our clients, um, a lot of them said, you know, really like SEMrush can do a bunch of things, um, but I only use it for X and Y and Z. And so I started to wonder, man, what if we could pull some of that into other board, either so that it would it would um, work nicely with SEMrush as an integration, which spoiler spoiler alert, it doesn't. SEMrush doesn't like. Uh, what we're doing, which is fine, whatever. Um, but uh, so I started to wonder, man, is there a tool that could do it? And so we looked across a bunch of uh, a million different ones. And it turns out Google Ads, like with their ads dashboard, which most food bloggers don't run Google Ads, but Google Ads has an ad dashboard that lets you do things like keyword research and um, traffic estimation and um, really powerful things, a lot of the same things that SEMrush does. And so we started talking to the folks over at um, the Google Ads um, API compliance team or whatever um, and saying, hey, we want to build this tool. Can we build it? And they said no. And, and we said, why <laughs> so um so we started that conversation with them and they said well if you want to build this tool you have to build it in such a way that it um it works with everything google ads does not just these three or four pain points you're trying to solve and so actually what we've done is we've sort of built a tool that um that does exactly that that allows people who do use google ads a lot which is not our audience at all um but Folks who do, uh, this would be like SEO agencies and people like that. We've built out an entire dashboard and it probably increased our development time by like 500% um, across what we originally imagined. But the the effort behind all of that was so that we could expose these like highly valuable keyword research tools within other board um, to content publishers, which, which for a lot of them matters a whole lot. And having that type of information in one space, kind of in, in the context of your content and the rest of your data um, can be so helpful and so powerful. Um, so that's all of that is a really long winded way of answering. One of the things that we're tracking is like um, some of the keyword uh, uh, impressions and positions and even keyword research within that type of context uh, of your content. Um, and then, of course, all all the social things. So the big ones would be like Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Um, some some less popular ones, but still kind of trending high would be like Slickstream. A lot of bloggers these days use Slickstream. Um, so we have an integration with them as well. Um, and the last one that we are that we're working real hard on, um, but getting uh, not getting too far with, and I mentioned this in our Facebook Live um, a couple of weeks ago, is Pinterest. Um, Pinterest is kind of a closed garden as far as integrations go right now, but um, but Pinterest, uh, of course, everybody knows matters a whole lot for. Uh, for bloggers and content publishers. So so we have some kind of um, what I would call kind of second class integrations with Pinterest where we, we try to get, you know, some counts and repins and things like that um, from different services. Uh, but eventually as they open up a little more, um, we're going to want to integrate more tightly with them as well. 
Um, so those those are kind of like the big the big things that we're tracking. Um, and within each of those, of course, there's a lot of subsets. So even just within Facebook or Instagram, like if you're somebody who gets a lot of your traffic from Instagram, we're, we're tracking your stories and we're tracking um, comments on your posts and we're kind of behind the scenes. We're connecting your posts on Instagram and your stories on Instagram to the actual blog post so that we can tie all that together. Um, and Facebook the same way, like when you share, maybe you share a recipe 10 times to your page over the course of six months, we're tracking all of those shares, tying them to the WordPress post, determining which ones uh, went the most viral or which ones um, got shared the most. And maybe even the ones where um, that had the most people like thumbs down or have a negative reaction or unfollow your page so that you can understand, hey, the way we shared this or the timing that we shared this was less effective or had a negative impact compared to the time that we shared it this way. Um, so all of all of these different types of integrations have a lot of different data points within them and a lot of insights that can kind of come alongside them. Oh my gosh, I can see where this is going to be so beneficial, just the insight portion that you talked about. And it's so robust. As you were talking, I was like, well, he can't have anything else. And then you mentioned social platforms and Pinterest, like this sounds so amazing. Do you have anything inside that helps with content management? Yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, so in terms of content management, um, and and I would say content management is one of those funny things that can mean very different things to different people. Like a, a lot of folks, and we, we even do this because of how other folks talk about it, um, have referred to other board as kind of a content management system. And then as somebody who comes from like a development background and a WordPress background, I hear content management system and I think, oh, well, that's WordPress. Um, so, so to answer that question, I would just ask another question of when you say content management, what does that mean to you? So I think to most food bloggers, content management would be the posts that we plan or the recipe posts that we plan to put on our blog. Because uh, just as an example, I currently use Airtable, previously used Trello, and we need somewhere to put all of the content that we put up and also the status of each content, the date, um, you know, maybe like Pinterest pins associated with it, et cetera. So Airtable holds all of that information for me and it's fine. But like you said earlier, it's another separate platform. I don't use Airtable for anything else. It's just my content management. So that's kind of what content management means to me. Totally. Yeah. So we do have a lot of plans for that. Sometimes when people ask us about content management, um, they're asking like, hey, within Otherboard, are you going to have like the same editor for the content that you have within WordPress, whether that's a classic editor, whether that's a block editor. We're not going that direction for, for a lot of reasons that we don't really have to get into, but mostly because oftentimes that's not really optimal. But we do have content management uh, within Otherboard in the sense of like on the post page. So you, maybe you've drafted a post um, or, or scheduled a post for three or four months down the road um, and you have that in WordPress already. That scheduled or drafted post will also appear in Otherboard and you can manage a lot of that post, not so much the content, but the, the data around the content, the metadata, the tags, the images, um, the, the scheduling. You can see for published posts like uh, the comments and the reviews that you've been given, um, things like that. You can even, uh, within each post, you can create um, kind of a, a template for, for your team or your VA. A lot of folks are just kind of one-person bloggers, but a lot of folks these days have 
VAs and photographers and um, writers even and, and all sorts of people on their teams that help them out with stuff. And so you can create for every post, whether it's drafted, um, really a phase uh, of that post. It's different than the WordPress status. So WordPress status is, of course, you can publish or schedule or draft or have it pending or whatever. But that doesn't necessarily give you the information to know, um, hey, you know, this person has written this post, but has this person edited it? And has this person done the photography? And has this person prepared the social um, and all of those things? So within other board for each post, um, you do have that ability to plan um, the phases of each post and to, to kind of assign each phase to somebody on your team. And when somebody marks their phase as, hey, I took the photos, hey, I edited the content, they check the box, um, then the next person in the phase gets notified that it's ready for them. So in terms of kind of managing uh, content and, and like editorial workflow and things like that, other board makes all of that possible. Okay, cool. That answers that um, cool. So I have another question about just overall ease of use because that was one of my main issues. And I think this is a common theme with food bloggers with SEMrush was that you go into SEMrush and you're like, okay, I am not technically minded. I have no idea what's going on in here. And you can have someone teach you, but still you don't really think that way, the way it's set up. So how easy is Otherboard to use? Totally. That's such a good question, right? Because, I mean, it's true of SEMrush, but it's also true of a lot of things, um, is that is that most tools like this are built by developers. And developers are not really well known for creating really nice to use user experiences, um, which is why I have not been the one responsible for any of the user experience, because that is not my playground. It's not my ballpark. Um, so we've worked with really amazing um, user experience designers, and we've worked with you know, um, uh, kind of our, our small alpha group of food blogger uh, testers to give us a lot of feedback, not even on on the app itself, as, as the app itself isn't quite there for beta, but even just to give us insight and feedback on the on the designs, on the mockups, on the user experience, um, so that we that we know for sure that whether we're designers or developers, we're not designing or developing for ourselves, we're designing and developing for our audience. And so we've included um, really key people, even just clients of ours that we've worked with in the past, kind of in the entire process so that we know that what we're building serves them well. Um, and so for those reasons, not because I'm such a great designer or developer or anything like that, although I'm all right in terms of development, <laughs> um, otherwise I wouldn't be building this, um, but, uh, but we've really, integrated user feedback from the very beginning. And so I think I think the ease of use will be really, really delightful. That is so smart. And I feel like I kind of manifested you because a while, like two years ago, I was like, why has nobody done this? All of these platforms are so ridiculously hard to understand for people like me. I have no technical background. I'm creative. I think very visually. So I was like, there needs to be somebody who takes the user experience perspective and puts a tool together for us. So, yes. Justin, I think I manifested you. <laughs> well, thank, thank you for manifesting me. My, my wife and my kids appreciate it. <laughs> um, oh, and it's not it, just me. I think collectively, food bloggers have always wanted something like this. I mean, like... 
Yes, yes, yes. You're so right. And even it's not like not just SEMrush, but even if I, as someone who who is pretty technically inclined, when I log into like ad dashboards, whether it's AdDrive or MediaVine or anything else, and analytics dashboards like Google Analytics, like for me who is fairly technically inclined, it's overwhelming. And so for folks who are not technically inclined, which covers a lot of food bloggers, I don't like I don't know how most people do it. Honestly, like it's it's overwhelming. It is. It's it's almost to the point of like wanting to just leave again. And I did that with SEMrush for the first handful of times I went in. I literally like went in and I was like, I have no idea what this means. I'm leaving because I can't, my brain couldn't handle it. I was like, I can't, I don't think this way. <laughs> this is weird. And right. so it took some encouraging from other people like, yes, it's really robust. There's great information. You've got to try again. And finally, I just forced myself to do it, but we shouldn't have to force ourselves to go learn a tool, right? Like it should be easy to use. So thank you in advance. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Well, it should be easy. It should be delightful. It should feel fun. Like you should log into it and just feel happy when you see it and if there's something to not feel happy about like I can't tell you how like that that quote in the bio about like being on call 24 7 I can't tell you how many calls we've had from from our clients who are like OMG my SEMrush number went up or down or whatever or my Google traffic got cut in half or this post isn't performing as well or whatever and it's like there's like there's real concerns that affect real people that can happen in analytics and you want to be able to log in to other board or to whatever and usually feel happy but if there's something that you need to know like right now and know how to act on it right now your tool should tell you that too yes definitely how extensive is the setup how long does it take someone to get set up with all of their accounts on other board yeah, no, it's such a good question. So like the the main thing that everybody will have to do no matter what is connect with their WordPress site. Um, and so that takes, uh, I would say, maybe 20 seconds. Um, there's no plugin to install. There's nothing fancy to do. Assuming you're already logged in to WordPress, you'll log into other board. You'll click authenticate with WordPress. Um, and then it'll take you straight to your WordPress site. You'll click authorize. It'll take you right back. Um, that's the extent of connecting with WordPress. And that's all that you have to do to import all of your content and all of your tags and categories, all of your author, like everything that you need to do um, is just that 20 second process. Everything else kind of depends, right? So if you're somebody who is with uh, Mediavine and you have Google Analytics and Search Console and you do have Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Slickstream, it might take you, I don't know, five to 10 minutes to get set up. But if you're somebody who just has WordPress and maybe Google Analytics, and maybe that's it, or maybe you do Search Console as well. It might take you a minute or two to get set up, but that's that's about it. It won't take anybody more than 10 minutes to get everything set up and imported. And when is this available? Because everyone's probably like, Justin, how do I get this? Because it sounds great. I know you are going into beta testing, I believe. So tell us when this will be available for the masses. Yeah. So time is funny, right? (laughs) It it feels (laughs) like I've been working on other board uh, for like six years. But I was looking back at like internal Slack notes and and, uh, kind of our project management system that we've been using with it and, and things like that. 
Otherboard wasn't even an idea until December 19th uh, of last year. Um, and really what? started, really, I mean, Otherboard as Otherboard. Of course, these problems and pain points have been kind of percolating for years. Um, but Otherboard as a concept has really just been the last six months. And so we've been really heavy in full-time development since about February. And so we're looking to launch beta uh, by the end of June. Um, and then we have a group of about 50 to 60 beta testers who have already signed up and and I would say we have room for some more so if anybody's listening and wants to get in that beta testing group um, you can go to otherboard.com and and sign up for the wait list and and we'll send you an email saying hey uh, just reply back saying you want to be in beta Um, and and we'd love more beta testers because more eyes find more bugs and that's always Um, so anybody listening wants to do that that'd be great Um, but yeah we're looking to launch beta really here at the end of next month and then we'll probably have two months or so of beta testing where um, again just kind of like full-time focus on on a really making sure the experience and the usability and everything is really good all the features work for everybody the way that we intend for them to and then also really listening to our users um, as i mentioned that's really just so important and it has been from the beginning really listening to users about what matters most to them and so if there's something that comes up in beta that just feels like hey you know we saw this clearly and this is what we want but man everybody's asking for this um, then we might extend the beta a little bit to build out that feature um, just to launch really strongly with it. Um, So right now, the plan is anybody who's in beta will have access to this by the end of June. Everybody else probably by the end of August or so um, is the plan right now. And for folks who are beta testers, um, as a thank you for beta testing, they'll get their first six months of other board for free. And that's the first six months after we launch um, officially. Awesome. And what is the investment for people outside of beta testing? Yeah, so the investment isn't based on users. So you might have a you know a team of six people and or ten people or two people or whatever. We don't charge you per user. We charge per site. Um, and so for somebody with one site, the cost is seventy nine dollars a month. Um, and for most of the folks that we've talked to, when they hear everything it can do, they've said. Wow, that's amazing. Um, there are a few people who have said, man, I don't know. I, th- I feel like that's too much. And and we recognize maybe uh, that's not the best for everybody. Uh, but that's the price point that we felt really good about for the value that we're providing. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything that we've missed that you feel like food bloggers should know about Otherboard? I feel like we've covered a lot, but let me know if there's anything to touch on yet. Yeah, no, man, we've covered we've covered so much. Yeah, I mean, the the intention and kind of like my heart behind other board is really um, working day in day out with um, with so many folks who have built really amazing businesses over the last uh, 10 years or so um, is that I, I want to bring some margin back into people's lives. And so if we can help them manage their teams and manage their content and manage their businesses better, um, more productively, more um, just giving them more time in the day for the things that matter most to them. Um, that's that's what Otherboard is really all about. Um, and so, yeah, I would just continue to kind of harp on that user centricity. Um, that's, that's our intention with everything. We're not venture backed. We don't have a bunch of investors we're answering to. Um, our customers are our investors, <laughs> you know, so um, so we, yeah, we take, we take everybody's feedback really seriously. So I'm excited to see how people respond to it and how helpful it is for folks. Well, as someone who talks to food bloggers a lot, I can tell you that time management and just that feeling of never having enough time to get all of our work done, that is a huge pain point for us. So I feel like you're addressing that. You are providing a platform that gives time back 
to food bloggers. And that's super valuable. Awesome. Yep. That's the plan. That's the goal. (laughs) That's the plan. Well, I love it, Justin. I'm super excited for you. And I love that you saw this need, this pain point, and you just decided to dig in. I mean, six months ago. Oh my goodness. That's crazy that you guys did this so quickly. But it is. It's a huge need. And I can see this being wildly successful. So just wishing you all of the good thoughts, luck, everything. I think this is going to be great. And it's going to help food bloggers as well. So win-win all around. Awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. So happy. Yes. Well, thank you for being here today. I like to ask all my guests before they go if they have either a favorite quote or words of inspiration to share. Oh, cool. I do have a favorite quote. One of my favorite authors is um, it's an old dead guy <laughs> named G.K. Chesterton. He was an old kind of uh, philosopher and theologian kind of guy. Um, and he said this in 1922. He said, I believe what really happens in history is this. The old man is always wrong and the young people are always wrong about what is wrong with him. The practical form it takes is this, that while the old man may stand by some stupid custom, the young man always attacks it with some theory that turns out to be equally stupid. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. I, pre- I appreciate that quote because it, it just keeps us all pretty humble, which is always good. Oh my gosh, I love that. It gives you so much to think about because everyone thinks they're right. And you can look at any generation and say, oh, they're being so stubborn. Sure. But really, yeah, there's such truth in that. I love it. Thanks for that perspective. Of course. Well, thanks again, Justin. We're going to put together a show notes page for you. You can find that at eatblogtalk.com forward slash otherboard. Justin, tell everyone where they can find you online. Are you on Instagram? Just on your website? Where can they go? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, Justin Santon's my username. Um, let's see, on Twitter, you can hit me up at, uh, at Otherboard app on Twitter. Um, lots of places to find me. Um, but truly, if you go to otherboard.com and, and you sign up for the waitlist, you'll get a real human response from me if you send me an email. Um, so I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Justin, for being here. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.